bang, bang, boom. What's we, the tune? We are back to I'll Tell You What. And we have missed you so much, guys. Uh, welcome, 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 as we used to say. Absolutely. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Uh, uh, we got, I, think a, I think a reintroduction is in order. I was just around. about to say that, Kyle. So uh, we've got two awesome hosts here in the building. And we've got their names as uh, AKA John Notice, <laughs> AKA your boy, AKA Jolly John, AKA Chief Skinny Legs, AKA I'm about to get swole this year, 2021. Oh, <laughs> swollen. And on the been other been swollen. <laughs> and on the other side of this mic, we've got KP Kyle Pritchett, your friend. Your buddy, your pal, aka the Swaggy McSwagsters, aka Bootlight. <laughs> I was gonna say, we're, we're just Dan Watanabe, aka Dan Watanabe's son, Stan Watanabe, <laughs> or as most people call me, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> yeah, guys, very, very good to be back on the airwaves. It has been far too long. The the CV coronavirus has kind of knocked us down a couple pegs, not necessarily health wise, but just kind of time and life life wise. We've been uh, all dealing with the struggle, just like you guys and gals at home. Um, but yeah, we're like I said, very happy to be back, and we can't wait to bring you the goods. <laughs> yeah, guys. So like, I'm going to just say an apology as well. Sorry it took us so long, but we appreciate your patience. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle actually got a new house. We woo! had to get settled. Yeah. Woo, woo. <laughs> Superhero static <laughs> shock. <laughs> Mortgage problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do that. We just had a few things on the docket, guys, but we do appreciate your patience and whatnot but don't worry we've got plenty of humor in the pipe for you guys <laughs> now we seriously all seriousness we do and we just appreciate that and uh i guess we could get it started off with popping with a little bit of a recap meaning like what we do here so this is i tell you what sports if mm-hmm. you're just joining us we usually do like easy listening topics and just some discussion for you guys we don't do anything like dramatic over here where you're like i don't know what they're talking about no it's very easy to follow hypersensitivity of the inside of this freakishaurus is very intense this time of year because of hypertension no it's not us it's not us we're like bing bang boom beep yeah uh so you just Listen to our nice, soothing voices. Yes, but it's been too long. So let's get this started right now. Uh, What's on the show today, John? Today we've got college football final for the year. <laughs> Whoa, a little national championship talk. Sounds yes, like. so we've also got NBA. Okay. After uh, following the bubble, we've got the new season, so yes. we're gonna get a little little breakdown going. Tell yes. them, tell them what's actually them. going on, because I know some people have not focused on sports. Sports, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it's been a little hard for us to navigate, but we we're gonna help you navigate as well. We've got NFL playoffs mm-hmm. right now uh, in the hunt, pretty much for the Super Bowl, and we'll probably round it off with uh, shooting two with Kyle today. Shooting two. Yes. So first shot. Uh, we will catch you on the other side of this break on 
I'll tell you what. Oh, we're recording. We're live. Uh, we're gonna no. do it live now, right here, right now. Oh my gosh! This just in. We're live. I'm. I'll, I'll tell, tell you what, guys. So college football just concluded its season. It was an amazing season. Well, not the most amazing, but I collectively, in my opinion, actually, maybe it was a very good season as far as everybody collaboratively coming together for a collab rather. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, uh, it was like college football season featuring the big 10, the sec, the big 12 pack 12. Mm -hmm. And of course the ACC. And just how fast they got it organized because originally they were saying no out of conference, which they stuck to as their rules. But what was more interesting about the years that they each conference had hurdles that they had to overcome as far as like rescheduling uh, with COVID and whatnot, but just mm -hmm. to see all the hard work actually pay off for all of them was, it was very nice. It was very soothing. Some yeah. normacy for yes. us, and what I we think, needed. I think John, one of the big things that a lot of people didn't realize about college football before all this went down is that college football, even though it says that it's governed by the NCAA. In reality, each conference sets its own rules. So there isn't a, an overseeing body quite like the NFL that can come in and say, this is what everybody is doing. You have to do it this way. The conferences themselves can decide exactly how they want to play the season, the rules they want to put in place for COVID. So each conference had a different set of COVID rules in some cases. Some played... The SEC played 10 games, you know, the ACC played 10, but the uh, Big, Big 10 only Big played 10. like they, they had an eight game schedule, but most of their teams only got six games in yeah, because of more strict COVID rules. Mm -hmm. And the Pac-12 was just like they didn't start until the very end because very, they had yeah. even stricter rule. So I think it was just kind of interesting to see kind of how the inner workings of college football is across the board. What do you think? No, it, actually, you just said it. It was very interesting because I'm a Pac-12 fan. Quack. So, yeah, Quack Attack is back. <laughs> so it was just to see them pull it together because they only got really to play five games out there. Mm -hmm. And Oregon was doing it's well. It's kind of impressive that they even did with all the lockdown stuff on the West Coast. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. So Oregon had very strict restrictions up there mm -hmm. um, as far as like activity how they could go about things there was nobody in those stands when you watch <laughs> the, yeah. the games where are the fans <laughs> not here <laughs> i'm not gonna play if there's no fans right so it was it was just an experience uh watching that and like even when you watch sec games they at least had some people in the stands <laughs> like, yes that yeah. was the the main difference was you were like wow this is very like empty cricket cricket <sighs> yeah cricket. <laughs> very eerie <laughs> but uh all that being said i think um we still got treated to some very interesting games throughout the season yes we um, did it was kind of cool to see the conference only schedules because it eliminated the cupcake games yes. where you see alabama versus you know 
the Wind City Hornets or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wind City College. <laughs> Mess around state. <laughs> Mess around state. <laughs> so you saw them play, you know, very uh, competitive games as opposed to, you know, some some automatic wins that we're used to seeing. Exactly. Um, so, you know, getting down to the actual results of the season, you had, you know, uh, the playoff again. So the four teams that made it to the playoff, Alabama Crimson Tide. Tied. You had uh, the Clemson Tigers, mm-hmm. the Ohio State Buckeyes, and Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting. Shout there. out to Jamie Can. Yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> it was kind of interesting for that the Buckeyes made it in because – like we previously said, they only got six games, games in, yep. as opposed to the other people who made it into the uh, championship game had 11 at that point. Yeah. Um, so it was almost like half the game. So a lot of people were concerned saying, like, how could That's Ohio State fair. have proven that they're one of the top teams? If they had played five more games, are the chances of them losing a game much higher? Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit weird, but they ultimately proved – because they defeated Clemson in their opening playoff game that Ohio State was good enough. Mm -hmm. However, I still maintain that they may not have even made it to that position had they played the rest of their season because it's possible they could have had a severe injury playing more games or they could have lost games just in general and not made it, Mm -hmm. you know? So in that way, it just seems like I'm I'm glad that they didn't win the whole thing because it would have been kind of not – deserved yeah like so anyway that's fair um so like i said ohio state beat clemson in that first playoff game and then alabama played notre dame Dame. in their playoff game and alabama beat them pretty handily uh but it was kind of good that notre dame made it in because they they had proven throughout the season they were were pretty pretty consistent they beat clemson Clemson. yeah that's what i'm saying the regular season so it was only fitting yeah yeah and I, I respect that. That was a good pick by the uh, committee. I, I think they did a very good job as far as trying to be very neutral, well-rounded as far as making that that push to the last. Because like it's not a formula like it was for BCS. Yeah. So like, mathematical formula. <laughs> so like that actually adds to it. So I, I appreciate that. And that leads me real quick to another question for you. Do you think that the college football playoffs should be expanded? Definitely. So I think that you should still reward like the top teams because okay. if you expand it to, you know, I would say even to eight, what you're what you're doing is potentially creating a lot more games. Okay. And it is still college and you're pushing into the NFL postseason. So it's just it kind of creates a weird uh, scheduling issue because if you have more teams in the playoff, then you're you have to have more games because it's just an ex like if you do an eight team playoff, that's an extra week because you have a quarterfinal, then a semifinal, then a final. final. So that's three separate weeks you'd have to do. And then if you went even further, like sixteen teams or twelve, then you have another week. So that's four extra weeks. weeks. Okay. So that's a lot of extra time to put into the schedule. And then what about the teams that don't make that playoff? Then they're just like sitting at home doing nothing. I'm twiddling my thumbs. (laughs) So it kind of goes back to what I was saying before, where really what, what to make that happen and make it effective, 
excuse me, <laughs> you would have to get all five of the Power Five commissioners, so the SEC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, and um, ACC, they would all have to get together and form some sort of alliance, coalition, like some sort of conglomerate so that they have, they can, they can kind of control everybody's schedule because right now they can only control their conference schedule. Yeah. So that makes a postseason with other conferences really hard to figure out because you just, you don't have control sure. over what they do. So you don't want to overdo it on your schedule. Cause what if they do what Ohio state did and they just do yep. play like no games, then your team's at a disadvantage cause they're hurt or they've, whatever you know lost a couple games because they played more so it's like it's definitely hairy but i think you could do it they just have to make that agreement because that's how they got the playoff in the first place yeah the commissioners got together and the conferences decided that they wanted to do that um so if they do expand it which i'm definitely down for that i think um they need to do like bye weeks for either the top two teams or maybe even the top four. four. If you're going to do it like 16 teams, I definitely think the top four need to get a bye. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if you're doing like eight to 12 teams, maybe only the top two get a bye because it still incentivizes you winning every game because you don't want to devalue the college football regular season because it is the best that, regular season. That's what I was sports. about to say. You don't want to devalue the, the actual goods. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. I also think that recruiting is going to be a little bit harder um, mm-hmm. just to tag onto something for you for other schools, because right now, like where, what are the powerhouses, Alabama, Georgia, you're going to these schools because you're like, Oh, I want to be in the playoff and this is my opportunity to yeah. shine bright and get like or go to the NFL. NFL. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think that may pay play as a factor rather Um coming down the line so just more food for thought yeah on that but a lot of people think if they expand the playoff it would be like the chance for more of like the fringe teams to get in Mm -hmm. but i think it it would it might allow for like one of those to get in but i think what it would really end up doing is just allowing like all the perennial powerhouses a chance to get in so you would literally like where right now you're basically seeing the same four teams get in every time exactly it's gonna be you're going to see the same eight teams, eight teams get in, basically. It'll be like at Oklahoma in there, like at Georgia, like you said, Florida will get in. Like all the good teams from the conferences will get in, even if they have subpar seasons. Mm. So it kind of – it's it's definitely a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Pardon my French. No. But I was going to say real quick to the championship game of this, this season. season. Yeah. We 52 had to 52 to 24, the Alabama Crimson Tide defeat the Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Let's go. So it was, uh, I was very proud, as many of you know, huge Alabama fan here, Kyle mm-hmm. is. And um, Lyle? <laughs> I was just so proud of the team. They, they persevered through so much. They were one of the only teams to not have to cancel a game because of their COVID situation. Yes. They, these are college kids that put aside their ego, put aside their social life, put aside everything to commit to the team and stay in their bubbles and do everything correctly and they were rewarded in the end yeah they were it was just kind of it was inspiring to see that because i know a lot of people you know went the other way with with all the restrictions and they freaked out and like just messed around or whatever so um it was really inspiring but i I would say the biggest surprise for me about alabama was 
Mac Jones, he actually proved to me he's actually a very decent quarterback. Yeah. I'll be real with you, dude. Me too. So I, I was on the fence at the beginning of the season because he had a rough outing at Auburn last year, 2016. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was it was definitely in doubt. So Najee Harris uh, backed him up. Uh, yep. He had a very Running good game. Back. Yeah. And then um, – so obviously, our Heisman winner. Oh, yeah, guys. The Heisman winner this year was Devontae Smith, wide yeah. receiver from Alabama. Uh, great story as well because he was um, he came back for his senior season. He was a part of the wide receiver class that included Jerry Judy, Judy. and Henry Ruggs at Alabama. And they, Jerry and Henry were both drafted in the first round of the NFL draft last year. But he decided, Devontae decided to come back to school because he wanted to – Finish, one more time. finish the job, get a natty, and like see if he can improve his own draft stock. And not he only did, did he improve <laughs> it, he like put himself in the top five of the NFL draft most likely. And he won a Heisman Trophy and had statistically like the best wide receiver season of all time yeah. in a shortened season. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like it, it paid off for old boy. Yeah. In the so in the first half of the national championship game, yeah, he broke all the records for a full game in a championship. <laughs> he had 215 yards, 12 catches, three touchdowns in two quarters of play. That's, and that's that, ridiculous. That's, yeah. so, <laughs> and the thing about wide receivers too is like, they don't really control their own ability to get the ball necessarily. Like, so somebody has to get them the ball. So it, it's not like a running back no. or the quarterback where you know, you kind of control it. You have to have it thrown to you. So the fact that he still was able to get all that, that means he's wide open, guys. That means he's like, shake and bake, gone. Literally every play. I'm comfortable throwing it to you because (laughs) I know you're going to catch it. And that's what got me. Like, I literally was like, y'all keep leaving this man wide open. (laughs) Why? That's what they asked the coach of Ohio State. He was like, oh, we weren't leaving him open. He was just really good. Like, <laughs> that sounds like a weak putting, excuse, bro. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And they were like, no, we're trying to guard him, but he's like messing up our stuff. Like he's messing up our system. We can't like we can't one-on-one guard him. We can't put two people on him because then they'll destroy us because they're, they're – like the whole Alabama team was really good this and year. And that they is why – They can't double anybody because the other person's going to crush them if they do. That's why I've always – want. I know this is like a fantasy for mine, but I've always <laughs> wanted to see like Alabama go against like an NFL team just to Dude, see what would happen. we might have actually <laughs> – because we're going to have six first-round – draft picks mm-hmm. you show me a team an nfl team with six first round draft picks on their offense or their defense there aren't any uh, i'll wait <laughs> yeah so all you could say is maybe they develop more in the nfl but i mean yeah this would be the year that it would be kind of interesting to see i i think Devontae is gonna have a good year at, like going professional i see him doing better as he gets his nfl body i don't think he has it quite yet but he's I mean, probably gonna know, get man. a little he bit could bigger. be like me or you where we're not really ever going to get like ben swollen you know <laughs> i just think he's got like a slight frame and it doesn't necessarily like matter because they were saying like the ohio state coach said it too he's like he just plays a lot bigger than he is. Like when you go to tackle him, he's either sliding by you or when he runs into you, he runs into you with the force of a much bigger person and it doesn't damage him when he does that. So it's like a very rare combination 
that you don't really expect. Okay. So I don't okay. know. I, I've never tried to tackle him, but <laughs> obviously it's kind of hard to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, last, last real quick. Yes. So who do you see being in the college football final next year? Next year? Um, it's kind of tough to say because I know this is we, extremely early. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's like the ability for any of the players, they can, they can have an extra year of eligibility, even if they decided to play this year. So like seniors, technically they could come back for another year if they wanted, because they're, they didn't use this year of eligibility. That was like one thing that the NCAA and all the conferences put into place. Yeah. So we don't really know who all is coming back for any of the teams. But I would say it's probably a good bet to say Bama will still be up there. Yeah. I would think Clemson looks like they got a pretty good recruiting class. Georgia, I think they they have they got their quarterback going towards the end of the season last year or this season, whatever. And so next season they could be really good because they've had five straight like number one or number two recruiting classes. So at some point, even it's if you like mess up your coaching over and over and over the good players will eventually have to win something. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I see uh, – I'll I'll see your Alabama. I'll even say Georgia. Your Clemson. I will say maybe Oregon in okay. top five. Top five? Top five. So – I think Oklahoma uh, will be kind of good this season. I too, do too. Next season. Yeah. Whatever. Agreed. So – We'll see you guys. We shall see. Uh, coming up on after the break, we've got NBA. The NBA, the National Basketball Association. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I mean, guys, get ready to have your minds blown because there are some things going on in the NBA right now that you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> but we'll be right back on. I'll tell, tell you what. Brown chicken, brown cow. Justice cow. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Welcome, 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 welcome back to I'll Tell You What. We've got NBA on this segment, guys. Yes. And let's just start with the fact that last year with COVID, the middle of the season, it broke out. The middle of the season. Uh, middle of the season. Fundamental. Fundamental. <laughs> um, so it was kind of crazy to see that unfold. Literally, we didn't even know if the NBA was going to finish the season. So what they ended up doing was bringing the top teams at that point, essentially, to Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. They created a bubble. It was actually like a billion dollars that they spent on this. And it was a clean environment, essentially. So like you were playing in two different buildings um, for the actual uh, playoff games. And you could not have any outside visitors. It was very restricted. So a lot of players didn't like it. Um, it was different pace. Like you could see fans could virtually be there by having, they had a display board and it was cool. I like that actually. It was a very good idea yeah. to have a digital fans in there. So you could have a seat next to a celebrity. Well thought out. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So that ended up being in the finals, the Los Angeles Lakers the versus Lakers. the Miami Heat. Yeah. Obviously, the Lakers got it done. Got it. So, you know, uh, our boy Kobe Bryant was out there, like, tapping them on the shoulders, like, come on, fellas, take it home for us. So it was meaningful also because Kobe had passed away. And yes. That was probably one of the – the best things to happen in 2020, meaning that the Lakers won, not that Kobe lost. I know that sounded kind of confusing. Right. But. No, they won the title for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it was kind of coming full circle in that way, which mm-hmm. was, which was kind of nice to, you know, in the, in the season on, cause if y'all don't know, uh, Jolly John and I are, uh, Kobe's number one fans mm-hmm. when mob mentality on his last season, when he came to Atlanta, Atlanta. we came in the stadium, jerseyed up, yep. like ready to rock. And all the fans, the Hawks fans were like giving us grief. Like <laughs> there was literally a kid behind us with the thunder sticks, <laughs> smacking us in the head with the thunder stick. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad was like, so <laughs> it's all right. Like, Go Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe Bryant makes a three pointer. <laughs> Literally. No. But it was it was all fun. Um but yeah, we, it just really hurt our hearts to see um to see him pass in such a you know swift and unexpected way. Um and obviously leave his family uh fatherless and, and uh sister and daughterless there. But you know it life happens Happens. and so always tell the people that you love the most that you love them and celebrate with them as much as you can and that's really what the bryant family has learned unfortunately and you know nothing is guaranteed nothing is guaranteed tomorrow is not guaranteed to next hour is not guaranteed so it's hard to like live your life second to second being all in all the time but you know if you can you know, conceptualize it whenever you see something that is miraculous, definitely savor it. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's fleeting. (laughs) (laughs) So the NBA now is in a condensed season. So uh, they're not playing an 82 game season. I believe they're playing a 60 something. Yeah, I think it's like 60, like late, like high 60s, maybe 70. Yeah. And so that's because it started Christmas Day. It did. Yes. December Um, 25th. So that's crazy, guys. Like, to, there was not even a month essentially in between the rest time for the athletes. So, like, LeBron. From when the yeah, previous bubble season playoffs to ended to the new season, because they're, they were trying to, they, they want to get back to their normal, normal, like, calendar year schedule. So, if they can get the game started in December, like late December, they can still have the finals be like, starting late spring into early summer. Yeah. And that's what they want to get back to, back to their 82-game season that starts late October that runs through early June. Mm-hmm. So that's really why they they started it up so fast. And so with, the, with that being said, they're even running with new protocols for COVID. So you only have to have eight players available to play nice. the game. So they're I trying- thought you only needed five <laughs> on the court. No, that's for subs and everything. They want to yeah. make sure that you can play a game and a lot of teams have been challenging that. So like 
I don't want to drop names. <coughs> Philadelphia <coughs> 76ers have <laughs> been playing games with that. So sisters more like it. <laughs> they actually got a hefty fine um, because they were kind of messing around with the roster because a few of them have COVID and they didn't really want to play that like for superstar athletes. They didn't want to over exert them is how Doc Rivers said load management essentially. But I don't think that was necessarily like the smartest thing because, like I said, the NBA caught onto that and they find them hefty for that. So it is interesting that they're still, uh, I guess, worried about it because you know, with the vaccine being out and like it will be available to most people here in the next couple months. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe they kind of relax that policy once that happens. Well, that's that's what's kind of crazy now. So because of how many outbreaks that have occurred in the league, they just changed up like league protocol. So like now if you're going on the road, you're only allowed like they are tracing you essentially. So if you are seen with somebody else, like it has to be their name has to be on a guest list essentially like for them to even have access to you and you're wearing an armband when you enter a facility yeah so they're like tracing you to make Mm -hmm. sure you're not going out of your way so they'll same thing that the nfl and and a lot of the college teams were doing Mm -hmm. contact tracing contact tracing so they have like a 15 feet window like not 15 15 minutes yeah window so if you were in a room with this person and they test positive, they're going to like closer to than close, closer than six feet to them for more than 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. They're going to, um, then you're you're a member of the contact tracing family, (laughs) which is crazy to me to, to hear how they do that. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Lakers are still caring right now to believe it or not, even with all this hoo-ha going on, (laughs) um, they made some changes in the off season to, uh, keep their roster up and moving. Dennis Schroeder was added. Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder. Um, they unfortunately dropped Danny Green and they dropped Dwight, JaVale. So Mark Gasol is now added to their roster. Six man of the year from um, the Clippers is now on there. I can't remember. Will? No, 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 no. Not defensive player of the year. I'm sorry. Not six man. Um, I cannot remember this gentleman's name right now. It's escaping me. I know who you're talking about. Um, He's, uh, I forget his name too, though. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Let's go to our research uh, research and development team here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But on the flip side of that, while Kyle gets that information uh, from our uh, crack team, team. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. There it is right there. Look how fast that was. Um, he's done really well. Uh, that was a great addition and a pickup. The Boston Celtics actually have the best record in the East right now on the flip side of that. So it's kind of funny that, you know, the rivalry is still going. Oh yeah. So the NBA is allowing limited capacity in their stadiums. Now I've noticed like on some games, they won't let you sit like close. I think within like, (laughs) 30, first 30 rows. rows. Yeah, the first 30 rows, but you can get into the building. Um, so last night, the, or I'm sorry, yeah, the last night the Lakers were playing in Houston. Actually, Deshaun Watson was actually in the building. Um, and Deshaun in the building. Deshaun in the building. Um, and he actually enjoyed the game. Um, and that was interesting to see some celebrities even trying to just 
get a little bit of like normacy back in their lives as well. So Kyle, any, anything you want to add about the NBA right now? Well, uh, there's, there's an interesting, um, situation with a couple of teams. Um, so the Hornets who are like perennial cellar dwellers, as I would call them, they're just always bad. They drafted LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. who is the brother of Lonzo Ball. Lonzo! Lonzo Ball and the son of, what was his name? The crazy guy? His dad. His dad. LaVar. Uh, LaVar! LaVar! I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's a, so their dad, in, in case you were under a rock for the last few years, LaVar Ball's sons, he's, he like treats them like they're the best basketball players that ever lived better than Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan. So he goes around spouting off all this craziness about how his sons would just destroy the NBA and they should be, they should be on the best teams and be regarded as the best players in the NBA. And like for a while, Lonzo was the only one to make it and he did not pan out very well. I mean, he's He's okay. But he's like, he's a middle of the road NBA player. He's not a superstar. Yeah. And that's what – anyway. So his brother, LaMelo Ball <laughs> – The youngest. The youngest just got drafted by the Hornets very high, and he actually is doing well with them right youngest now. Youngest player to drop a triple-double. The youngest player to drop a triple-double. Uh, Gordon Hayward I went to the Hornets. I would be shocked but also interested and intrigued if they somehow put together like a run. They might. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they overpaid for him, Mr. Hayward. I'll oh, yeah. That. Yeah, they That's super stupid. overpaid for him. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So they're like on my watch list. Um, is that your sleeper for the season? No. No, I don't think I actually, that is mine. I don't, it's not I the guess, color yeah, paints. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think that there are really any sleepers this year. I think you actually, I take that back. The Knicks. That's my sleeper. That's your sleeper? That's okay. my sleeper. Um, I don't I don't see any any surprises in the NBA this year. I think you've got your top teams. I think you got the Lakers, the Celtics, the 76ers, you know, um the 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 Bucks are still good. Um the Clippers are still going to be good. Like they're they're having early season struggles, but they're they're going to be good. But we knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like wah, Suns wah, wah. are a little bit better. But yeah, Chris Paul Chris Paul! I'm the real Chris Paul! Paul. You're not my dad! (laughs) dad. Of course I am, son. (laughs) Shout out to State Farm. State Farm. Uh, So that's kind of interesting. And then there is one other developing story that I'd love to get into, but we'll save that for shoot two. Okay. So anything else? Any parting shots for you, Mr. Mr. Notice? Um, I think that's about it for NBA. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens. In a little while, uh, like it's January now. So I don't know. And maybe you know this question real quick. Do you know if they're having the All-Star? The like, All-Star game? Yeah, this year. Um, I know the NFL is doing a, vol- uh, a virtual Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I would expect the NBA to do something similar. Okay. Um, just because... There, especially because the NBA All Star Game is in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, middle of the season. So it would be kind of weird to want to risk like getting, you know, getting anybody a COVID outbreak or, you know, let's say 
one of the players gets all the best players sick. So then you have the best players in the NBA sitting out for like two weeks after the All-Star game. So nobody's watching because they're like, boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. Okay. That's a very fresh take. I like that. All right, guys. We've got NFL coming up on our next segment. You yeah. on the National Football League. On I'll tell you what. And we're back on I'll I'll Tell Tell You What. It's not Monday night, but we're talking about the NFL. Yes, yes, we are. So we are in the middle of the playoffs. Yes. Um, we had the wild card weekend last week. So we had the Colts versus Bills. Just a little recap for y'all. Bills took the W on that one. Mm. We have the LA Rams versus Seahawks. Rams took that one. Um, you have the Buccaneers versus Washington football team. Yeah. <laughs> Buccaneers won. You had the Ravens versus Titans. This one, I really thought the Titans were going to like pull it out. Me too. On. Definitely did not see that coming. Ravens won. Uh, we had the Bears versus the Saints. Saints won. And we had the Cleveland Browns versus the Steelers. Guess who won? Upset alert. Browns. The Brownies. <laughs> the Brownies. <sighs> yeah. So, Kyle, yes. uh, with all those being said, mm-hmm. you have the Rams versus Packers. Let's go with your pick real quick. Oh, for this coming round? Mm-hmm. Well, I've said it many times to you uh since the NFL season has started, um, I just noticed in the very first game watching Green Bay this year, there's something different. It's just it's it struck me. I really don't think anybody is going to stop the Packers throughout the playoffs. Okay. I think that the Packers will win the NFC, go on to the Super Bowl, and I don't think anybody's gonna beat them from the AFC. I don't think the Chiefs are as good as they were last they year. They weren't, they're not. And I think that honestly, like out of all these AFC teams that are still in it, I think you probably say the Browns maybe have the best chance, which is like absurd. Or a lot of people like the Bills. I don't. I was but about anyway. to say, so that leads me to my next one since you just said the Bills. Yeah. So the Packers yeah. I got over the Rams. Yes. So do you- Aaron Rodgers will win the Battle of Aaron's. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. Um, so we've got the Ravens versus Bills. Yep. The Ravens versus the Bills. Yeah. Who uh, you got on that? You know, I don't love either of these teams. I don't either. Both of them, to me, are pretenders. Um, so. I, I don't really care who wins this game. I think they'll lose to whoever they play in the AFC got, championship game. I've got Bills actually on this one. A lot of people love the Mr. Bills. Allen. They think the Bills are like uh, the second, the first or second best team. Bro, Benjamin Franklin's over here. They talk. <laughs> Benjamin. I mean, Benjamin. so here's my thing with the Bills. They're just Shout very Bills. They, they almost <laughs> lost to the Colts last in this game and they the Colts actually had them the on dumpster the fire yeah the mm. dumpster fire Indianapolis 
Nolts. <laughs> um, no, they they I was watching this game and it was like the Colts had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and they just kept muffing it up. <laughs> like they should have beat the Bills and they didn't. So in my mind, the Bills are they're just a couple plays away from losing any game. Bro, you- I don't know if the Ravens have it though, because here's the problem with the Ravens. They aren't very good either. Like their <laughs> offense isn't that good. They have a good defense. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. And like so. Lamar Jackson, if he hadn't a run for the touchdown in their game um, against the Titans, the Titans were cr- like just wearing them out, and Lamar couldn't move the ball at all. And then towards the end of the first half of that game, he like does some random scramble and does a fifty-three yard scram like scramble for a touchdown, and. Honestly, that's not a sustainable way to win games in the playoffs. Okay. So I'm just saying I don't think that's going to work for them against the Bills. So I, I guess I would have to take the Bills in uh, in that game. Okay. Uh, Browns, Chiefs. Browns and the Chefs. This, to mm-hmm. me, is the actual AFC championship game. Ooh. This is the game between the two best teams from the AFC. That's Sunday at 3.05, people. 3.05. See, I want the Browns to win, but I don't know if they have it in them. I I think I'm going to pick them. I think I'm going to pick the upset Brownies because they also have like a feel-good to them right now. Okay. And I'm just kind of feeling the the sauce cook. And Mahomes sat at home this last uh, week because they had a bye week for the first round of the playoffs. So – Sometimes that negatively affects you. You're a little rusty. They already gave a disclaimer saying like, don't worry if we like start losing, we'll turn it back on. Because remember last season they did, they literally had a 20 point swing. That's a year ago, bro. That's a year ago. Guess what I was doing a year ago. Not this. (laughs) I mean, we were, but not this. I'm just saying, like, a lot of things can change in a year. Doesn't mean it's going to happen the same way. Fair enough. They have just fun little fact about the the Chiefs. They've only scored over, I think it's 35 points twice this season. Hmm. So everybody talks about them like there's still this awesome offense when in reality, like people aren't paying attention. Gotcha. They are still winning games, but they're a lot closer. All I got to say is a win is a a win. win. It doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile. (laughs) Brian Spilner. What is that? Some sort of serial killer name? You a serial killer, Brian Spilner? No. All right. You work for Harry, right? <laughs> you were just fired. <laughs> Shout out to Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious, guys. If you haven't seen the original in a while, watch the like opening scene with uh, Paul Walker when he goes to the diner and meets uh, Dom and the sister. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Just look up that scene. Too much, too much, y'all. Um, so our final matchup is between the Father Times. Watch your back! <laughs> and that's between <laughs> Tommy Brady and uh, the Brady Bunch. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. <laughs> and uh, your boy from the New Orleans Aints. Uh, it's like when you uh, you put pen to paper and you drew something. Yeah. And then you threw it into the breeze. breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So you have the oldest quarterbacks in the league literally dueling it out. <laughs> it did should you, be. Did you very see the 
the I think it was like Tom Brady posted it on one of the social media things. I just saw it on Sports Center. He like it was a picture of him and Drew Brees. Like, and I, there's like that Oldify app or whatever. Yeah. And so it's just Tom with like a huge gray beard, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and drew with like glasses reading glasses on, <laughs> and he's like totally bald up top, or not totally bald but he has like the crown of hair and he's, well, he's, he's like, like a widow speak yeah <laughs> so. and he's he's doing this really weird smile <laughs> it's so funny and then it has the history channel logo behind it <laughs> history <laughs> channel dude so it's one for the history books. Oh, it will be. So who you got on that one? That one, I know that the Saints won the first time, mm-hmm. but Tom is a good learner, and I would like to say he's probably going to take it think, on this one. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers have a more complete team than the Saints. I would have but to But I lean. do like Alvin Kamara. Yeah, but, I would have to lean towards the Buccaneers, even though I feel like that's the, not, not what I want. But I think that they they probably are going to win that game because the Saints did not look very good against the Bears, in my opinion. That's fair. Um, so I guess I'll have to go Buccaneers on that one. Okay, I, I respect that. That's but, but I prefer the Saints to win. <laughs> you would prefer the Aints. Got yeah. it. Got yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know you and I are talking about our favorite team now, which is going to be the Atlanta Falcons, guys. <laughs> Um, they didn't have a great year. No, they didn't. <laughs> but back to my earlier point, they only lost to the Chiefs by three points, 14 to 17. So what does that tell you if we suck this year and we almost beat the quote unquote Super Bowl favorite? I, okay. <laughs> okay. So my question for you is, <clears throat> why do you, th- what needs to change in that organization? So... The Falcons have fired head coach Dan Quinn and general manager Thomas Dimitrov. Okay. They fired Dan in the middle of the season and Thomas in the middle of the season. So the rest of the season was coached by Raheem Morris. Raheem. Raheem, mm-hmm. who's got previous uh, head coaching experience with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And Raheem actually did not do a bad job. Dan was winless through six games, and Raheem finished the season at four and whatever 12 so he at least won four games with the you know the roster that was not very good so i think that the best thing you can do right now is bring in the gm first because that's the person who hires the coach you want the gm to be somebody that knows who the coach is like it's that person's uh pick for the coach is it possible to have a player's gm there's such a thing as a player's coach. Yeah, that would be like Jerry Jones because he's technically the GM and the owner. Okay. And so he always ends up paying his players. The problem is like if you're a quote-unquote player's GM, you're really your only real interaction with the players is paying them like and deciding their contracts. Yeah. So the only way you could be a player's GM is if you gave everybody an awesome contract, which – wouldn't work because there's a salary cap. So you only have so much money to give. So somebody's going to get left out all the time. So you can't be, you're pretty much never going to be universally liked as a GM. Yeah. You know what but I'm saying? I'm just asking <laughs> this for somebody, yeah. you know, it's kind of like HR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to be universally liked, but, uh, 
yeah, so I think they, they need to get a new GM first and then pick a coach. Um, Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning coach of the Eagles, was fired yesterday. Okay. So he's a really good candidate for a coach. I think they should go after him. But what I will say that I thought of yesterday or the day before, I was just thinking aloud. So I think, and hear me out, we could do a trade here. We could do a trade with the Miami Dolphins, the yeah. Atlanta Falcons could. So we would do Matt Ryan, the quarterback for the Falcons, trade him to the Dolphins for Tua Tungavailoa, straight up. Okay. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. On the top, that's a dumb trade because Matt Ryan's like a proven quarterback. Tua's still like he's just finished his rookie season and it was like mediocre, mediocre at best. Yeah. But what I'm saying is – we don't need Matt Ryan right now. He has a huge contract. We're clearly not like contending. So there's no reason to have an awesome quarterback if you think he's awesome. I don't necessarily think he's awesome, but I still think he's above average. Yeah. So anyway, what would that that would do us good because we could get Tua when he's his like stock is relatively low and we have a quarterback for the future without having to waste the draft pick, and we get rid of Matt Ryan's enormous contract. Matt Ryan takes up over half of our salary cap off the top right away. Okay. Right away. Right away. So if we get rid of him, that opens up all this money that we can go out and actually get players that are already good. good. And we have the, num- the Falcons have the number four draft pick. So right now they're projected to take a quarterback with that. Why would you do that? Like, so you're going to have this mega paid quarterback and then you're going to take a quarterback with the number four pick when you could just kill two birds with one stone, trade away that overpriced quarterback, get an already number one, like draft pick quarterback in Tua. And then if it doesn't work out with Tua, at least you didn't you've waste got, as much money. Yeah. yeah, you you did. And you, you save that draft pick. So the number four draft pick you can use on like a really, really good defensive player that will stay with the organization Probably, and actually yeah. do an impact moving forward as opposed to drafting a quarterback for that potentially might not work out. Okay. So anyway, I can see that. so that's, that's, that's my thing. And then for the dolphins in turn, they get Matt Ryan cause they're actually good right now. The yeah. rest of their team is good. Their defense is awesome and they get Matt Ryan and they get to keep their draft pick, which is a top like three draft pick. They pick right before the Falcons. Yeah. So if you don't trade draft picks and you don't get, a, get them away, you can get a really good quarterback. Ooh. And you get to keep your draft pick. Ooh. So they're talking, the Dolphins are talking about trading for Deshaun Watson. But if they did that, it's a That'd major be difference because Deshaun is way younger. So you're going to have to give up draft picks and Tua to get him. Yeah. So why would you want to do that when you could just get Matt Ryan for like two or three seasons, keep your draft pick? You can either get a quarterback if you still want one, but I wouldn't. I would just get another good player and then you can draft a quarterback, another one later. It just it makes so much sense for both teams. Okay, well, I think I I agree. That was a very good point. So, <laughs> anyway, no, that was a very very interesting thought for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and I mean, you did give us some insight on where Tua is and Matt Ryan is. I think they played just, in my opinion, not Tua, but Matt Ryan plays just good enough to like keep his money. And yeah. just good enough to like be in the spotlight. So yeah. I'm not saying that I hate him as an individual or as a player. I just think he 
it is time it's to clean past his time, time. In yeah so like it's time for you to leave you didn't get your job done and you already had a super bowl run so sorry dog yeah like, hit the road jack yeah so, you got one shot one opportunity <laughs> you missed it <laughs> so that's how i feel about that anything yeah. else you want to add uh for the nfl, NFL? Now, nah, man, I'm uh, I'm I can actually focus on it a little bit more with college football being over. Okay. Uh, so I kind of am excited to watch some of those games, but sometimes the NFL isn't. It just isn't as exciting sometimes to me because uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just sometimes it can be really boring. Yeah. I don't know why. Something about college football like is a little bit more exciting. Because they're not me. playing for money, man. Yeah. This is literally. Uh, it. I quit. I'm not making it up money <laughs> <laughs> so the athlete is just more raw the emotion is there they're actually playing for like the fame yeah so yeah and the glory exactly so. but yeah man all right well uh coming up next we've got shooting two shooting two we'll keep it uh, we'll keep it a little light though just since this is the first episode of season three yes coming up on i'll, I'll tell, tell you what, what. Welcome welcome, 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 welcome back to <laughs> I'll Tell You What. Guys, so this is going to be our uh, final segment for the evening, or rather episode. <laughs> uh, season three, episode one what? life. Woo! Woo! Um, so we're going to talk about James Harden. This is going to be our, our segment. Yeah, we call so. it Shooting Two. So we like to look at um, one subject from two different angles. angles so or two different parts of the same subject if you will so right now you have james harden a multi-million dollar shooting athlete guard. shooting guard playing for was formerly playing for the rockets yes the houston rockets, houston rockets. and NBA. he's very very good uh, summa cum laude, step back <laughs> university. Yeah. So I have to say, <laughs> I mean, step back. Step back. It's good. It's good. Yeah, he always takes a step back jumper. Very good at creating space. Mm -hmm. um, I would say top tier athlete in the NBA. Um, the problem is, is that he has created a subculture on that team being the alpha. So what he says goes. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't really taking the team serious. And that's why I don't think that they were winning championships. He's been the only constant over the past four to four or five years. And uh, had, I think it was 2012. I think he's been there honestly for eight years. Believe no, I meant with like the super talent, like Chris Paul, like oh, all that. Like yeah, past, yeah, yeah. probably the past four or five years, yeah, he has they've not been in the top like four, four of the Western of the, Conference. And you can't get the job done. So mm -hmm. he's been the only constant. And everybody wanted to blame everybody else, but honestly, lo and behold, I think it was a combination of things. So I think it was him, Dan Tony, the GM, and some of the other players that were there at the time. So I just don't think he understands that. I understand he's a shooter and he wants to get his points and he will be a hall of famer, but I think his relationship and how he carries himself is not good for any organization at this point. Yeah. Well, so I think he, um, James Harden has had just a very, 
up and down career. So he started out in OKC, you know, with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And he was, I think he always had kind of the little brother mentality on that team because he was considered the third best player at that point. And so after they lost to the um, Heat in uh, 2011, they, they, James Harden decided to go to Houston and leave the squad, and he wanted to be a max player and have his own team. And so I think his whole mentality is built around that. So when he's had these failures, as you mentioned, throughout his time in, in Houston, I think it was kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because even though he wanted to have his own team, I think subconsciously he never could shake that. I'm not like little brother mentality. Like I'm not worse than you guys and I, I need to be better. But I, I think deep down, he just still was like held on to that. I don't think he believed it. Um, and so I think now he's kind of started to accept that and he wants to, move on he wants to get out of there and he wants somebody else to be the guy i think he's tired of trying okay so but he's kind of going about it in the a really wrong, weird way very wrong way in yeah my opinion. yeah so he's been over the season so far like we said it's very condensed and they have protocols with covid he's been seen hanging out with rappers uh known people who have drugs and such things yeah being uh, openly disrespectful to the team that's paying you like $40 million or whatever it is. Yes. yes. So it's not a good look. He's requested a, a trade. trade. It came to and a head last night when he lost to the Lakers. Yes. And he very just, public. Something you would never, ever say as an yeah. athlete. You should never be like, it's just not working here. Yeah. He said I, that <laughs> in, the, in the post-game press conference. Somebody asked a question like, where do you think you are in your relationship with the team? And James Harden basically said, I don't think it's working here. We got like, it's not me. Yeah, it's it's never going to work here. Basically closing the book on it, saying like basically what Kawhi did in San Antonio when he said, I'm done with this. And you're like, that's not really mature. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was was definitely shocking. It was very shocking to see someone who gets paid. Like he said, it's very disrespectful. So they've been trying to get rid of him. And they did today by having a trade, like a multiple four-way trade between three teams or something like that. It was, yeah, it was a multiple team trade. So it had the Rockets, Uh has the Nets, the Pacers, and uh, one other team. It's Victor Victor Oladipo for Karis LeVert. I can't remember the other team, but anyway, the main the main point being James Harden is traded to the Nets, and the Nets are giving up some of their pretty good players they to are. get him, multiple good players. So, I I think that being our second point is that now with him going to the Nets, will he he'll be reunited with Kevin Durant? So Cavaliers. he got reunited. Yeah, the Cavaliers is the fourth team in the trade, so he's reunited with Kevin Durant his old teammate from OKC, and this is one year removed from reuniting with his other teammate, Russell Westbrook in OKC. Are you picking up what I was talking about earlier? He still has that little brother mentality. And I think in this case, it's it could work out for him. It could. Kevin is good, but they just gave up some of their good key role players. And on the Nets, 
Kevin Durant was playing with Kyrie Irving, and something really weird's going on oh, with Kyrie yeah, Irving. Yeah. He Kyrie Irving hasn't even been with the team for the last two weeks, and the only excuse that the team has for why he's not there is personal reasons. He hasn't said anything about why, right. but we know he's had issues earlier in the season with just some very strange comments about how he thinks the media are like less than like he thinks he's a just a better person or something like he said something really derogatory about the media be like they're not humans it was very weird like why would you say that um so i don't know if it has anything to do with that or if he's in a weird place in his life but um if he doesn't return back to the team it will be very interesting to see how Harden and durant navigate the rest of the season and i think it might actually be it might be good it could be good. It could be good. But if Kyrie does come back, then if all things are equal and they play their best basketball, I think that they would be the favorite at that point. Yeah. But we know Kyrie's had issues in the past playing with other good players. Yep, superstars. And they play the same role, the exact same role. It's not like Russell and him where at least Russell like was an attacking like passing guard and James was more of a shooter. Kyrie is the exact same. They both do the same exact thing. Like, so it, it will be a little weird. And they're both not big guys. No, they're not. It's not like in Miami where you had LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh, where it was like different, different builds, different yeah. builds that like kind of complemented each other. These are just like the same dude. <laughs> so it will be very interesting moving forward. Yeah. So uh, on our next episode, guys, we'll probably talk to you about – the tiger documentary oh yeah just tiger woods y'all and that was i can tell you it's already got a little bit of controversy behind it but mm. we cannot wait to share that with you would you uh, say just as a tease is it as good as the last dance i would say it's better whoa but, yeah but and not as long it's not and it's not as long <laughs> but i would say like the similarities between it, the fathers, father figures. Yeah. There is like a commonality. I will say that in like extreme athletes. Okay. Because of that, that is the, the Earl. Yeah. Like all these professional people and their dads, like, and their dad. I don't think that's really why Lonzo like did it too. Like he's like like Austin powers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My dad was the best. The best spot. <laughs> Daddy didn't love me. <laughs> um, anyway, but we, sorry. You know, we've got that coming up uh, in the season. We've got plenty more for you. Um, but guys, remember to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, also, quick shout out to a few people. Shout out, uh, shout, 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 out, shout, out shout, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. What a shout out, uh, Christy Wright. Want to shout out uh, Amber Hughes. Want to shout out Stacy Meeks. Want to shout out uh, Sarah Silver. Man. Also, just kidding. <laughs> but I also shout out, uh, you know, just everybody in Alpharetta. Alpharetta. Everybody in Quesaw. Uh Deb Keaton. Yeah, you, 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 pretty cool too. My sister Joy. Uh, my mom. Anybody you want to shout out, Kyle? Uh, I. Uh, Danny Purvis, DP. Yeah, yeah. I can shout out my wife, Krista. Yeah. 
and my new dog cc yeah. yeah literally she's a dog she's a german shepherd <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh give us some likes and you'll get some shout outs from me how about that yeah how about that, how about that? No. <laughs> i'm just kidding we love you guys um but yeah looking forward to it next week brother awesome this has been i'll tell you what Thank you.